Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are wrapping up our series on forgiveness. Episode three of the three-part series. In this episode, we're talking about forgiving yourself. Yeah, so we started off talking about the Father's forgiveness and how God sent Jesus to die for us, take our punishment, and to bring us forgiveness so we can be reconciled to God. And then in episode two, we talked about forgiving others and how it's important for us to take the forgiveness God's given us and show it to those around us. You know, we can't hold on to grudges. We can't hold on to unforgiveness because it opens the door for bitterness and anger and rage and all these things that we don't want in our lives. And so it's important that we walk in that forgiveness towards other people. And so, and today we want to talk about, like you said, forgiving yourself. And honestly, it can be difficult to forgive yourself sometimes. It really seems like it's harder to forgive yourself than it is to forgive other people. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking about it, you know, thinking about my own life, thinking about the difficulty of forgiving myself. And I think one of the biggest deals is, is because you know yourself better than you know other people. Like, I know the things I've done wrong. I know the mistakes I've made. I know, you know, all these things about myself that I don't know all that personally about other people. And so it's easy for me to see someone else and be like, oh, I forgive you. I know God forgives you. I forgive you. You're good. Go. Mm -hmm. But when I look at myself, I'm like, are you really worth forgiving? You know? And so you have to get it down on the inside of you that God has given you that forgiveness in Jesus. You know, while he looked at us while we were still in sin and said, you're worth it to me. I'm going to send my forgiveness. I'm going to send Jesus. And that's what we've talked about already. And so in that same way, we have to see that and recognize it and receive it and believe it ourselves. So then we can turn around and say, okay, I forgive myself. I'm laying this down and I'm moving on. And the enemy, what he would like to do, he would like to keep you in that place of guilt over these things that you've done, over the mistakes you've made. What he really wants to do is keep you in the place of guilt over things you've already received forgiveness for. So Jesus has provided this forgiveness. You've received it. But then the enemy comes along. He's like, but you, you messed up. Remember what you did the other day? You, you, can't, you can't walk with God. You can't have a relationship with him because you made this mistake the other day. He doesn't yeah. want to hear from you. You know, those are all lies of the enemy, and that's what he wants to do. Right. And if he can keep you in guilt, then he can keep you from that relationship with the Lord because it's something that you will allow to come between you and the Lord. Yes. So when I can say, I'm not going to live in guilt, I'm going to receive his forgiveness for me, and I'm going to forgive myself, and we're going to move on so I can grow deeper with the Lord, so I can continue to hear from him. Because otherwise, I'm going to be held up on this back here, what's in the past, instead of moving on ahead. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this. You ready to get in the Word? Let's get in the Word. Let's get into it. So I'm going to look at this real quick. I wanted to talk about the definition of guilt, because it goes along with what we were just talking about. And guilt, it says, the definition of guilt is a feeling of deserving blame for offenses. So you feel like you deserve blame for the things you've done wrong, the offenses you've committed. As in, that was the that was the action you committed, nobody forced you to, and you messed up in that. Yeah, and so now you feel like you deserve blame for that, and that's what guilt is. Yeah. And that's where the enemy wants to keep you. Here's a question for you. Do you set in this place of feeling like you're not enough? Do you set in this place where you're like, God can't love me? And I mean, honestly, I've thought about that for myself. I, you know, think, how could God love me because of the things I've done? I mean, I don't even like myself half the time. Yeah. The I mean, it's I've like done. you tell yourself, you're good, God, but I know I, I can't live up to your standards. Yeah. So do you set in this place of feeling like you're not enough? Well, let me answer that question for you. You're not enough. 
It's just that plain and simple. You are not enough alone. But here's the thing. We're not alone because God sent Jesus. And so, you know, the world, a lot of times they send this message to you like, oh, well, you're the one. You need to trust in yourself. You need to have confidence in yourself. You need to believe in yourself. And, and that will make everything better. No, not really. No, it won't. You, you alone in yourself are not going to get anywhere. You have to put your faith and trust in Jesus. He's the one that took our punishment. He's the one that provides forgiveness. And when you place your trust in him, you're now in him. And in him, you have complete, total wholeness. And so that's the thing. You don't have to look at yourself anymore and say, you know, am I enough? No, I'm in Jesus and he is enough for me. He's more than enough for me. And so I think that's so important that we change our, we make that change in your mind. It's not, am I enough? It's, am I in him? And yeah, yeah, I'm in him and he is more than enough. Yeah. You're looking at what can I fulfill in myself versus what can he fulfill through me? Yeah, exactly. That's really good. So let's see what the scripture says about this. Second Corinthians five seventeen through 21 in the NIV. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You know, I really like this scripture because it shows us that we're not on our own. You know, and that's what we're talking about, that you're not good enough on your own. And we're not. You know, we can't handle it on our own. Otherwise, we wouldn't have needed Jesus. But thank God he sent Jesus. Jesus came and laid down his life for us. And I'm so thankful that he did. He became that minister of reconciliation reconciling us to god and god even said that he made jesus who knew no sin who had no sin on him he made him sin for us yeah he made him to be sin for us so that we could become his righteousness yeah and i think that is so awesome that is so important to know yeah when you're reading about this you know jesus became our reconciliation to god he mended that relationship that we can be in in union with God in relationship with him. And so now this is basically saying that as anyone who receives Christ is made a new creation, then we can now become a minister of reconciliation for others. So as long as I'm walking in that new creation, the new thing that he's done for me and not remaining in the past of what I've done, not remaining in the guilt, then I can bring other people into that same relationship with the Lord. That's why it's called a ministry of reconciliation. Not only was Jesus that for us, but now we can be that for others. So then they don't have to sit and wallow in what they've done. They can receive the freedom, the breaking of chains, and they can walk freely. And so we're talking about forgiveness right now. We're talking about forgiving yourself. And we're talking about you forgive yourself because you are in Jesus. You lay these things down. You lay the past down, and you take up the new thing that Jesus has put on the inside of you. Because when you receive Jesus, you became a new thing. Yeah. And so we're going to get into this next scripture here. It's John 8, 34 through 36. Let's see what it says. Jesus replied, Verily, truly, I tell you, Anyone who sins is a slave to sin. 
Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And I think that that's a really powerful scripture, what Jesus is saying here, because he's saying we are set free from sin and the guilt that yeah. came with that sin. Yeah. We are set free from the temporary place of being in sin and we are now accepted into an eternal family, a forever. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. We're in sonship. Yeah, we're made sons in him. Yeah. And so, you know, alone we're not good enough, but we're not alone anymore. And that's what he's saying. We are in his family now. We are in Jesus. And in him we are sons of God. And so I think that is so important that it removes us from that mindset of, okay, I'm doing this on my own. I'm having to figure this out on my own. Or the enemy's telling you, hey, you're not good enough because you messed up all these times. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. I'm not counting on myself. I'm counting on him. Yeah. I'm counting on him because he's set me free from sin. He's set me free from these things. And in him, I'm now part of his family. Yeah. And that's who I'm counting on. I think there's a common mindset that goes on and it's, I've received Jesus, but I somehow keep falling back into these old ways. And instead, this is almost highlighting the point of you were in these old ways and now you've received Jesus and this is your new life. And, you know, you are sometimes tempted by these old ways, but that's not part of you. He's saying you've been made a new creation and you're now in him as a son. You live in forgiveness. You walk in freedom. And these things are, are nothing anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's very true. And that's why we can't allow the enemy to keep us in that mindset of guilt over those past things. Yeah. And we can't sit in that guilt because Jesus has set us free. You know, Romans 8, 1 here, it's a good scripture. It says, so now the case is closed. I love this in the Passion Translation. It says, now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. I mean, that's powerful. That's very yeah. powerful. The case is closed, meaning... Don't set it anymore. Don't set in the past. Don't set in the guilt. You're in Jesus. Yeah. And that is so good. I think it's evident that God loves us when we look at all these different things about how Jesus has been sent to be that reconciliation. He's taken the punishment for us, and we can see that God loves us very much. And, you know, talking about Jesus saving us, it's not just, you know, a lot of times we think about, oh, he dealt with the sin, but it's not just him dealing with the sin. We are in him now, and he's making us whole. He's made us complete. He's made us whole in him. And so, you know, when we're talking bad about ourselves, we're saying, oh, well, you're just not good enough or you're just stupid or you're just an idiot or you're just this, you know, mm -hmm. talking to ourselves. You're speaking against someone that Jesus paid a price for. You're speaking against someone that God has said, I want you. I've reconciled you back to me. I love you and I care about you. So you're speaking against someone that God loves when you're talking against yourself. And so it's important that we don't do that. We don't need to do that because we're in him. Let's look at First uh, John four fifteen through 18 here in the NIV. It says, If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. 
And I really like the scripture. There's a few things that I want to point out of it or pull out of it. And the first one is that we rely on God's love for us. I really love how it says that because we just got done talking about how God loves us. And, you know, when the enemy comes along and he tries to keep us in that place of guilt and he says, well, God doesn't want to have a relationship with you anymore because the mistakes you've made. God doesn't want to talk to you because of the things you've done. It's like, no, God loves me and I'm relying on his love and I can see his love in Jesus and I'm relying on that love. And then you can't be kept from your relationship with him because you recognize his love and you receive his love. Yeah, exactly. I think what I was talking about is, you know, a lot of times you might go to spend time with the Lord or you might, you know, want to be in close relationship with him, but then you don't because you're afraid of what he'll say about what you've done. You're afraid that he'll say you didn't do good enough. You're afraid that he'll call you guilty. You know, you're afraid that he's going to throw you away because of what you feel about yourself. Yeah. And he says, well, no, then you must not know my love because in my love, there's no fear and there should not be fear of punishment in coming to spend time with me and coming to enter relationship with me because that's what. I mean, that's like the joy of his heart is that we would come into relationship with him and willingly want to be there. Yeah. And honestly, that ties back to what we were talking about earlier, how Jesus makes us whole and complete because yeah. it says that it says that they're here in the scripture. It says, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. So that's how it's we are made complete is being like him. And the more time we spend with him, he is drawing us He's making adjustments on the inside of us that then affect the way we act on the outside. And we begin to act more like him. We begin to walk like yeah. him. We begin to be like him. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. It says perfect love here in the scripture. It says, but perfect love drives out fear, just like you were just talking about. Perfect here in this scripture, it actually means complete or mature love. It means a complete love or mature love. Well, we know a complete love and a mature love is God's love. Yeah. And so that complete mature love that Jesus brings to us when he, when we accept Jesus on the inside of us and he brings that as a part of salvation, it drives out that fear. And the more we get to know him, just like you were just talking about, when we actually know him and know his love, it drives that fear of punishment away. And so we can go to God and we'll, no matter what we've done, we can go to God and be like, Lord, forgive me for this mistake. Forgive me for doing these things, for falling and I'm going to get up and I'm going to keep going in you. I'm going to keep yeah. going because I know you love me. I know you care about me. And I'm going to continue to pursue my relationship with you and get to become closer to you. And so I think that's just an awesome thing to look at and see that because that that's how we forgive ourselves. We yeah. recognize that he loves us. He loved us in the middle of all of our mess. And if he loved us then then we can say, okay, we've received that love through Jesus. Now we can forgive ourselves. We can move on. We don't have to sit in the mess anymore. And so I wanted to look at an example here in the New Testament because I think this is going to be a really powerful, good example for us to look at when it comes to letting go of the past, letting go of the mistakes, and moving on in Jesus. So when we look at the New Testament, we come across the Apostle Paul. I mean, you cannot read the New Testament without coming across the Apostle Paul. He's one of the most popular apostles, or well-known, I would say, apostles that there is. And he wrote like two-thirds in the New Testament. So you really can't go through the Bible without seeing Paul. But Paul didn't start out as like this super apostle that you read about, you know, on his missionary journeys and all these things. He started out as a dedicated Pharisee who hunted down and severely persecuted Christians. 
And I mean, you look at Paul in the latter part of his life and all the missionary journeys he did and all that. And you would be like, what? He hunted down Christians, but I mean, he preached the gospel more fiercely than anybody, you know, but if you go back and look at his past, he was a very dedicated Pharisee that severely persecuted Christians, hunted them down. And I think it's interesting to look at this and see his testimony because it'll help us to see the love of God and what that means for our lives. So let's look at what Paul said about himself here and what Jesus did for him. In 1 Timothy 1, 15 through 17 in the NIV, it says, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So, I mean, that's really awesome thing that Paul's saying here because he was like, look, I was the worst of the worst. I, I, you know, I literally hunted down, persecuted all this stuff, these Christians, and I was the worst of the worst sinner. That's what he's saying. But he said, Jesus showed me mercy. Yeah. And he said, for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. He's talking about us. Yeah. This was an example for us, for those of us who've received Jesus. This was an example of Jesus's patience and mercy. And I think that is so important for us to look at that and be like, okay, so when I, when I mess up, when I fail, when I make a mistake, you know, I can look at this example and say, okay, Jesus has patience. He has forgiveness. He has mercy for me. I don't have to set in it. I can forgive myself. And I can move on in him yeah, because that's what Paul did. Yeah. And you're moving on going into fulfilling his full call for your life. Exactly. You're not moving on just so then you can feel at peace and have joy. You're moving on so then you can bring that and minister that to others. Yeah. I mean, think about that with Paul. Like if he wouldn't have done that, if he would have just sat there in the mess... Majority of us would not we be wouldn't here have two-thirds of the New Testament like yeah. we have, you know, yeah. We wouldn't have these teachings that we have. And that's, you know, Paul didn't allow that to stop him. He didn't allow the past to stop him. Mm-hmm. And this is what he said about it, actually. In Philippians three twelve through 14, this is in the Passion Translation, it says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. This is Paul talking. And he said, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me to make me his own. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. Man, that's powerful. Yeah. I think that's so awesome how he says, I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Yeah. And that shows us where our focus needs to be. Right. Forget about fumbling. Forget about, you know, failing. Forget about messing up. Yeah. And just think about the future of what's in Jesus. If Paul hadn't have had to say, I fasten my heart to the future instead, 
if he hadn't had to make the action in his mind of, I forget the past, that was a purposeful thought to say, I forget what I've done before, because he's did a lot. So if he would have dwelled on that, then he couldn't have pursued for the victory prize, like he was saying he did here. So when he says, I forget all this, in the same way, we can look at our life and say, okay, I forget about that. And let me focus on the true prize. Let me focus on the future. Let me focus on where he's leading me. Because this back here that I would have to forget about, that's distraction. That's keeping me from what the Lord's called me to. That's the devil keeping me in condemnation, in guilt, in all these other things. Yeah, that's really good. And so, like Paul, we need to lay down the past. We need to lay down those things, get rid of them, and move on and press into Jesus and the things he's called us to do. And I think it's so interesting to look at this story because when Jesus met Saul, who would later become Paul, he met him and he forgave him, he set him free, and then he called him Paul. And I think that's so powerful because God's words are final. God's words are what we take a hold of and we know are true. They're powerful. And so I'm looking at this thinking, okay, what does God call me now? Yeah. You know, God sees me. He's seen my past. He saw me before I accepted Jesus. I've received that forgiveness that he sent to me in Jesus. When I received Jesus, I received his forgiveness. And what does he call me now? Yeah. I think that's so important to think about that. So let's look at what God calls us. Ephesians 2.10 in the NLT says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He's planned for us long ago. I really like the scripture. It's very powerful because it changes our mindset of what we were to we are God's masterpiece. And we can see how God's love for us by sending Jesus to die for us, by sending that forgiveness, and we receive that, and now we're God's masterpiece. And that's yeah. the way he sees us. He doesn't see us sitting in the mess anymore. He sees us in Jesus. Yeah. And that's the way we need to see ourselves as being in him. And when we see ourselves that way, it's easy to say, no, I'm laying this stuff down. I'm forgiving myself. I'm not holding anything against myself anymore. I'm not beating myself up for making mistakes. I'm laying that down and I'm moving on in him. I'm not going to allow the mess ups. I'm not going to allow the guilt to hold me in a place of bondage where I cannot move on in freedom that he's given me. I'm going to walk in that freedom. I'm going to walk in him. And I think that's just so amazing that God would call us his masterpiece. I mean, that's, that's powerful because he's saying, I have recreated you in Jesus. I've made you a new creature in Jesus. And that's yeah. that's awesome. I think I have an activity that we can do real quick. And for those of you listening, you can repeat this. And it's something that you just put yourself in the mindset of, I am the masterpiece. I am the new thing. And so when you go to spend time with him, when you go to hear from him and you say, you have fear or you have hesitancy in that area because of guilt or something that you've done, or it's been too long, or I can't hear from him, or that's a lot of work, whatever the excuse might be. So now we're going to do this instead. When you come and you can do it right now, you can talk to the Lord and you say, Lord, I'm not going to walk in guilt. I'm not going to hold on to the guilt. I'm forgiven. And now I'm pressing on towards you. What do you want to speak to me? Yeah, and I think that's really good because when you have that conversation with God, it gets you into the mindset of realizing that He sees you as His masterpiece. And it's not something that you have to set in the mess anymore. 
you can lay it down just that simply like you just said you just lay it down that simply and you're moving on with what God wants you to do and, and having that conversation with him and so when you make mistakes when you mess up don't stay there yeah it's that simple do not stay there ask God to forgive you you receive the forgiveness you let it go and you move on in Jesus it's yeah. really that simple and so just remember that Jesus has made you God's masterpiece. So act like it. Act like you're God's masterpiece. You know, this has been a good series, I think, for us. It's the first series we've done on the podcast. I think it's been a good series talking about forgiveness and how, you know, God sent that forgiveness to us. Yeah. You know, it was him seeing us in the middle of all this mess. And I think it's kind of come full circle back to this. But seeing us in the middle of all this mess, he sent Jesus to be that forgiveness for us. And that is so powerful. And then he shows yeah. us how to forgive others, how to walk in forgiveness towards others, how to lay down grudges, how to lay down anger and bitterness and let all that stuff go and walk in love towards others and walk in forgiveness towards others. Yeah. And what is the purpose for all that? That we would press on, exactly. that we would continue to see his full call in our life and continue to see victory in our life and in others' lives around us. Exactly. And you can't do that unless you've let all this stuff go from yourself. Right. You can't sit in the middle of the mess of yourself and be like, oh, well, I'm going to show God to everybody else, but I'm not going to receive it for myself. No, you need to receive it for yourself as well and forgive yourself, let yeah. that stuff go and move on. Right. So. It's like you cannot be complete without receiving the completeness of forgiveness. Yeah. He's forgiven you, you've forgiven others, and you've forgiven yourself. Yeah, that's really good. So I think that's all we have for this series. I think that's all we have time for for today. Do you have yeah. anything else? Uh, next time we'll see y'all, it'll be 2024. Yes, the last episode of the year. So hope y'all enjoyed it. And I want y'all to remember that in Jesus, we are built on the rock.